0: And our chapter reading for today is 2 Samuel, chapter 5. I know, I know we have skipped over a lot of chapters, but I want to tell you what has happened. Saul has died. His son, Ishbosheth, has now been king for two years. That's what the opening chapters deal with the death of Saul and Jonathan. The rise of King David, his anointing to be king, and that coming about, and him being made king, we'll deal with that shortly. But Saul has died, and his chief of staff and defense minister, secretary of war, Avner, Abner we call him, but Avner was installing Ishboshet as king, as the descendant of Saul, and the scripture says that he reigned for two years. Now, during those two years, David was king over Judah, the tribe of Judah to the south. As Avner saw the weakness of Ishboshet, he strengthened his hand. That's what the scripture says. And he came to David and said, look, we're wanting to hook up with you, and Ishbosheth is dead, and what we want to do is try to unite the kingdom. And so he came as a peacemaker, later was uh, sadly murdered and struck down, and David never forgot it. And by the way, neither did God. And so we come to chapter 5, and I just want to begin to read, and I will make comment as we go through the text. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, it says, Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron. And here's what they spoke, saying, Indeed, we are your bone and your flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. Therefore, all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah, just the tribe of Judah, seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. So Ishbosheth is dead. Avner has now delivered the people unto King David. It would cost him his life. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem. Isn't this amazing? All of the tribes of Israel came to King David in Hebron, which was the capital of the tribe of Judah, Hebron, where Caleb had conquered, where the cave of Machpelah is, where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their wives are buried. This is a a very sacred place, one of the four sacred cities of the Jews, even in this modern era, Hebron, Jerusalem. Tiberius and Sfat. I don't want to go over the reasons for Sfat and for Tiberius. You can look those up. A hint, the city of Tiberias had to do with the Talmud. But getting back to the cities that would be obviously sacred cities, Hebron, where the patriarchs are buried, and the city of Abraham. Then Yerushalayim, Jerusalem which is the eternal capital of the Jewish people since the days of the scriptures that we're reading right now. So for seven years, David ruled in Hebron. Shortly within a couple of years from the time that David was ruling there, then he had an experience with Abner and with the death of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul. There was the confederacy coming together in the north and in the south to form one nation under the true and the living God, under a united monarchy. King David, a Judaic monarchy, and for the people of Benjamin to come to their brother David and say, this is what we want to do, then they were acknowledging that God had shifted the dynasty from the tribe of Benjamin to the tribe of Judah, which was prophesied in the last chapter of the book of Genesis or near it. It was said that out of Judah, a ruler would come that would rule his people. And so in chapter 6, you have King David coming to the stronghold of Sion, of Zion. He went to the people. He was walking around it and the people of the city because it was such a fortress. It was such a stronghold. They said, nobody's going to get in here and made all kinds of jokes and mocked and mimicked David. As you know, what Joab did was climb up through the water tunnel, through the shaft, to the well, to the spring Gihon. They conquered the city, and the scripture says that David called that his city. Then David dwelt, verse 9 of chapter 5, in the stronghold, in the Matzadah, and called it the city of David. So Mount Zion is the city of David. They are synonymous. Now, today you're going to read about a Mount Zion that's on the western hill in Jerusalem. That's not the Mount Zion of the Bible. The Mount Zion of the Bible is what is called Ir David today, the city of David. It has the Kidron Valley on its eastern side, the Tyropian Valley running on its western side that's now covered and filled in. And then you have the Hinnom Valley to the south, Gehenna, Guy Ben-Hinnom, the Valley of the Sons of Henom, to the south. And it was a bluff on three sides. Only on the north could it be accessed. So God miraculously gave them wisdom to climb up the water shaft, and that's what they did, and they conquered the city. And this became the eternal capital of both the people of Israel and of all the tribes, including Judah, to the south. So David moved the capital from Hebron, which was only related to the tribe of Judah and he moved it to what is called in the old testament in the book of genesis salem salem peace the city of peace to jerusalem as it is known today jerusalem which is called the city of God. God said, I have my name there. That's where I dwell. That's my eyes always on Jerusalem. I never sleep. I never slumber. I'm always watching Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the city of God. It is the most mentioned city in the Bible. Second, Babylon. And they represent two ways of life, two uh, cultural views, two worldviews, one that honors the true and living God, the creator of the universe, the redeemer of mankind. And then you have the underworld and the demonic and the satanic that is represented by Babylon in the Mesopotamia Valley. David moved the capital from Hebron, which was exclusively of the tribe of Judah, to jerusalem now what's interesting about this when the tribes were divided what is modern day jerusalem david's city specifically within the area and the parameters what is modern day jerusalem is the city of David. Now that is officially and would have been in the tribe of Benjamin because the northern border of Judah was the Hinnom Valley. It was like a no man's land. That was a great divide. It's a huge, huge ravine, a valley between two sheer cliffs that run for right at half a mile or more. It is an incredible valley, but it is a divide between Judah to the south and the tribe of Benjamin to the north, which the city of David is a part of. Now, why am I telling you that? Because David was not only a great military leader, a great spiritual leader, a great leader of men, but he was also a politician. He was a wise, discerning man. Not a politician's sense of greasy, slimy, somebody that's dishonest, you know, and That's the perception of many politicians of our day, elite, above the law, all of those kinds of things. And all I'm saying is David was not looked upon as such. But David was a true person of wisdom. He moved the capital into what was his predecessor and rival all of his days, practically. He moved it to his tribe, to honor his tribe, to say, I will meet you on your territory. Fascinating concept, fascinating military fascinating political mind and knew where to give and where to take and how to win people and how to influence people. And that's exactly what David did in moving the capital of Israel now as one nation of the tribes of Jacob, of the tribes of Israel. Now, no longer the Judaic kingdom, no longer the kingdom of Israel, but rather now united under one family and one man out of that family, King David. Fascinating, fascinating figure. And so uh, David made a wise political move. The scripture says that God granted him great victory over the Philistines, and he consolidated The tribes together. And then the next thing you know, he is bringing the ark, which had been lost, into Jerusalem to make a dwelling place for it, a tent for it. Then in chapter seven, that we're going to look at tomorrow. We're going to see that it was there that God made a covenant with David, an eternal covenant, an everlasting covenant, an unconditional covenant, just like he did with Abraham. This was going to be a covenant concerning a household, a name, a kingdom, a ruler, and leadership, all of that included in the covenant that we're going to deal with tomorrow but I wanted you to see that there was a great move because this is where in chapter 5 that you have Jerusalem now beginning to be the seed of everything that God is doing. God worked all around Jerusalem until the right man was in place and then God said that's my city. It's always been my city. My king and High priest lived there. His name was Melchizedek, the king of righteousness. He lived in Salem. And so that's been my city. It was the place where I created all of creation. That's where the apex of my creation, Adam, this is the place, Mount Moriah, where I created him and then placed him in the garden. You say, where's that in the Bible? Well, it's not in the Bible, but it is in Jewish tradition from time immemorial. The sacredness of Mount Moriah, the place where God will be seen, the place where God will show up, Mount Moriah, the place that is part of that mountain on which David's city is built. And so we're going to talk a lot more about that in the coming Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles material, and then into the prophets as we make our way through the Bible. But I want you to understand that this is the place, this in this chapter, is where God revealed that this has been His city since the world began, and it is the place where it all began. It is the place where it will all end one day. Jerusalem. It is now the capital, the eternal capital of Israel from 2 Samuel chapter 5 onward. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions.